Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast with Evelyn Kelly. I'm your host, Evie, life and business coach, and I'm here to support you to create unstoppable self-belief and confidence so that you can create the abundant life and profitable business you truly love and deserve. Join me for soulful yet straight-talking chats with epic humans, juicy DMs with me, and loads of inspiration so that you can be the best version of yourself and share your authentic magic with the world. Are you with me? Here we go. Hello and welcome back to the Elevate Your Life podcast. I'm your host Evie and I am so excited to be here again today talking about building and scaling your business without the burnout. So this is part two of our two-part series, Big Business Growth, Avoiding the Burnout. And today I am joined by my gorgeous friend and uh, my naturopath, Bianca Marix. Bianca is a clinical naturopath and certified life and stress coach who supports women in business to go big without the stress and the fear of burnout. She helps women in their expansion to disconnect from stress and chronic fatigue, boost adrenal and metabolic health, and aid hormone regulation. She also works on mindset and behaviors that manifest physically to restore health and build true resilience. She helps women back up their big visions with solid health foundations and a full life integration to get body and business on the same page so that they can keep rising and have the energy to do what they love. How freaking epic is that intro? I love Bianca and everything that she's about. So you are going to hear basically like two friends sitting on the couch having a beautiful conversation today. And you will hear Bianca's like straight talking sassy pants calling us out on our BS. So if you're here for that, (laughs) stay tuned. But we are talking about so much stuff around really scaling and growing a business without burning yourself out, without, you know, creating unhealthy habits, without creating fatigue and any kind of health issues that might pop up along the way. Because ultimately, as Bianca says in this podcast episode, we need to be the CEO of our health as well as the CEO of our business. And if we don't have our health, then we don't really have a business, right? As simple as that. So you will hear Bianca talking so much about how we can grow and scale without the burnout. What are some of the early signs of burnout that we can be aware of or some of the traps that we can sneakily get ourselves into sometimes, you know, unknowingly and, you know, how we can kind of really prevent ourselves going down that slippery slope of burnout. We also talk about this being, you know, prevention is key here, not so much the rehab, although if you're there, definitely reach out to Bianca, but 
it's really about prevention as you're growing and scaling, knowing that you don't have to choose your health or your business. It can be both. It's not an either or conversation. It's an and conversation. And there's some beautiful practical tips that Bianca shares in here around lifestyle changes that we can make, uh, questions that you can ask yourself and some of the common belief systems or lifestyle habits, patterns that we can get ourselves into sometimes that are fostering obviously that slippery slope to burnout and, and ways to turn that around. We also talk about like how much rest should we actually be getting, which I'm really fascinated to talk about. So you'll you'll hear me on this one. I also share how, you know, us high achievers, us go-getters, us, you know, big big inspiring entrepreneurs really want to continue to go, go, go. But how how we can start to prioritize our rest and how we can start to prioritize our health and our well-being and our happiness and our joy and all of those wonderful things while we grow and scale our business at the same time. So there is so many nuggets of wisdom in this podcast episode. You are going to absolutely love it. And you know what? This is this stuff is relevant no matter if you're in business or not. So stay tuned if you are yeah, also wanting to navigate, you know, living a full life and whatever that looks like for you and being successful in your own way with without the burnout. So stay tuned. I know you'll love this and yeah, let us know what really resonates with you. Of course, the best conversations have in and around this podcast afterwards. So send us messages on Instagram. You can check both of us out in the show notes. All of the links to get amongst it are there. So without further ado, here is the one and only Bianca Marix. Hello, gorgeous B. Welcome back to the podcast. It's so cool to have you back. Hello, my love. Thanks for inviting me back. So good. This is such a privilege having you on twice. And I'm excited for today's convo. I think it's so important to talk about this in the business realm and something probably we don't talk about enough of, to be totally honest. So thanks for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us. Before we dive in, though, please kick us off with a dose of inspiration and tell us your favorite quote and why. Sure. So one of the quotes that I actually have on a post-it note that goes from journal to journal is people don't value you based on how hard you work they value you based on what you're adding to their lives so that's been on a post-it note and has gone from diary to diary I just I don't know who wrote it I don't even know where I got it from but it resonated to me years ago and I think now every now and again it still does resonate with me still and I think a lot of people can interpret that in many ways depending on their own experiences like anything from people pleasing to showing people how hard they work you know your own definition of success and all that sort of thing so I thought I'd share that one with you today Yes, I love that one. I'm going to borrow that quote. That's really Go cool. For it. <laughs> um, yeah, what makes me think, yeah, what comes to mind is like the worthiness conversation of like proving yeah. our worth around yes. like how much we do or work or achieve. And yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think it's really important for today's conversation. So very fitting. Thank you. So before we dive in, if the if the listeners haven't listened to your previous episode that you've done on the podcast, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you came to do this work? Sure. So I am a clinical naturopath as well as a certified life coach and a stress coach. I'm also a mom. 
and just recently launched Medity, which is all about supporting people through that stress response um, and inviting a little bit of calm and comfort into their day. So I love working with coaches and business owners and business leaders to basically help them go big in all aspects of their business and their life without all the burnout, without all of that fatigue. So it's all about building, you know, those solid health foundations, you know, focusing on their metabolic health, their hormonal health or their gut health. So they actually have the energy to do all of the things that they love doing and, you know, as you've experienced it firsthand and I've experienced it firsthand. So I've been a naturopath for about 15 years and became a coach about seven years ago, just simply because I wanted to help my patients in a particular way that you couldn't just get from supplementation and herbal medicine and all those sorts of things. And it's that extra layer of coaching that really helps to create that lasting change and to improve the health outcomes for these, this particular patient. Mm. So it's really also adding in the work about key beliefs and behaviours that impact our health. So that's how I wanted to help my patients and coaching was really the only way that I could do that. You know, and having gone through it myself, I could so easily identify that support that was needed that I couldn't give them just as a clinician. So that's pretty much how I came to do what I do. I love it. Yes, 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 yes. It reminds me of my physio days of like realizing that there was like this huge need for coaching and all the mm. other all the other stuff that helps them with the long lasting changes that they're really wanting. So it's totally different, yes. you know, area of health that we were working in, obviously. But I really, I really get it. I I know what you mean here, and it's so yeah, beautiful that absolutely. you have the combination of the two. Um, such a powerhouse of this. So let's dive in. So you know, I know that you know, scaling your solid business, businesses is, is really dear to both of our hearts. Like we, we really love solid businesses, but then also avoiding the burnout and the process as you're scaling and growing and yeah, creating the six, your, your version of success. I know this is something that's really important to talk about full stop and also obviously a huge passion of yours and something that you have a whole lot of experience and expertise in. So would love to kind of dive in there. Um, and, you know, this is part two of the the part two uh, of these little episodes, these little mini series. And so I've already sort of shared a little bit about my experience, my journey with scaling and growing my business and how I've supported myself from more of a mindset and strategy point of view. So would love to kind of dive deep more in, yeah, your specialties, your recommendations around this so that we can grow and scale, but really looking after us as a human as well and our health and our well-being. So before we get into the nitty gritty, can you share with us, you've kind of alluded to this, but can you share with us uh, if you've experienced burnout yourself personally and how was that experience for you? Yeah, so I experienced burnout um, in my late 20s, so quite uh, quite early on, and that was basically due to, due to this immense amount of chronic stress that I kind of put myself under, to be honest. Most, a lot of it was driven from an emotional stress cause. Mm. And I was also running myself into the ground. I was not eating right. I had, and I'm completely owning this, I had a typical uni diet, which was noodles and dim sims. Right? <laughs> so not gonna lie. <laughs> um, it was cheap and it was everywhere. So that's, you know, that's what what I but that was my go-to uh, my sleep was terrible I had insomnia 
as a child and it carried through all through my teens and my 20s. And so my really poor quality sleep was a very big driver for me. For me. I then started to get this low adrenal output. I had loads of hormonal issues. I was so damn tired all the time, but I kept going. I was working full-time. I studied full-time. I did night school, winter school, summer school, no breaks, no holidays. I was tired, but somehow I could pluck the energy from somewhere. (laughs) So I kept going, running on adrenaline, all those sorts of things. It was actually a really horrible time in my life, not just from a physical perspective, but emotionally. Oh, my God. I was Mm. such an angry person. (laughs) I was angry all the bloody time, and I was highly anxious. Anything would trigger me. The smallest things would just set me off. I, I, gosh, that does not sound like a fun person to be around. And I can't imagine I was. <laughs> so I kept to myself a lot and I was not the sort of person that would ever ask for help. Put on a really good front. Look at me. I'm great. I'm doing great at, at uni, great at work. Da, da, da. I look, look the part, but gosh, inside was a very, very different story. Wow. That surprises me. I haven't actually heard that story before, <laughs> that part of your journey, because that is so far from the Bianca that I know now. Yeah. yeah. I Look, I, I did learn some lessons. Yes. <laughs> it, it took me a little bit to learn, but I, I did learn them um, and eventually got myself well mm. and started to practice what I preached. And, and I learned that by looking after myself, I could get a lot more things done because my priority was getting good grades. My priority was working and doing really well. It was getting a bigger salary. It was getting promoted, all those sorts of things. And I finally learned that if I look after myself, those things can happen easier. Mm. So it took me a while, but I I got there. Yes. Oh my goodness. It's like the equation is the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I love, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing it and the realities of it and being like so honest with us. It's so refreshing to hear that, like, especially coming from you, like, and someone who's like the expert in this field, knowing that you come from a place of, of your own personal experience and you really get it Mm. um, and how easy it can kind of get into those spirals. Right. Very easily. Would love to hear now, what are some of those common ways that you see maybe your patients or, or or just, you know, generally us as society of heading down that slippery slope of the stress, the overwhelm, the burnout, you know, what are some of the common things? Sure. So there's, there's a few key things and I think it's things that people have heard before, but we do need that reminder when we're very busy and trying to do everything, we need to be reminded of this constantly. So some of the biggest ways that we can, that contribute, um, you know, high stress, being very busy, poor stress management, um, a dysregulated nervous system. So that basically means that you're in fight or flight mode all the time. Mm. Okay. Uh, Poor quality sleep that goes on for a long time. We're not just talking about, oh, I had a bad night's sleep last night. And, but most of the time it's generally good. This is poor quality sleep. Um, So quality and quantity for that goes on for quite a long period of time things like running on empty we often see people that experience burnout we just don't they don't eat enough Mm. okay so they actually are quite often in a calorie deficit uh eating poor quality foods as well they often skip meals you know coffee for breakfast they say oh no i don't eat breakfast sometimes they're not eating until about two o'clock in the afternoon waking up with no appetite in the morning that kind of thing 
So that's a very big contributing factor. You know, giving all to everybody else, super people-pleasing. And I like to say super people-pleasing because we do please people and enjoy pleasing people from time to time. I think everybody likes doing that. Um, but this is super people-pleasing is that one step further when it, where it's always about other people and never about you. And also things like leaving no time for rest and for fun. That's a major, major big uh, contributing factor as well. So these are all things we know, we've heard them before. People often say, take some time out, take some time to rest, go and have some fun, do things you enjoy, but we just don't prioritize them. So it's good to be reminded of those things. Mm, absolutely. Do you know what comes to mind when I'm, when you're sharing that is, um, it's, it's so challenging, right? Like, I think this is, is really multifactorial for lots of people, right? Like the thing that's coming to me is a whole lot of mindset work and, and work around our belief systems around work and yeah, achievements and kind of societal conditioning, I guess, is, is yes. a bit of it as well. Um, that fosters these, um, patterns of, go, 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 achieve, achieve, do, 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 you know, next thing, more, more. Um, 100%. And there's not enough around this conversation of actually, like you say, prioritizing rest and play and fun and that the equation is is the other way around. Absolutely. And it's oh, so interesting that you say that as well. And I know that we'll go into further detail, but it's even the conversation that we have around the expectations we have from when we're young and sorry from with our children they go to school they finish school and every day after school they're occupied with sports some sort of a class a music class this that they because you know we want them to try new things all those sorts of things and they're tired but we label we can label fatigue as oh they're lazy they're they're lazy kids they're not interested they're um, dissociated, all these sorts of things, but they're just bloody tired because they've been concentrating all day at school. So there's lots of different yeah. conversations that need to happen. Um, mindset, our belief system, our uh, misunderstandings and misconceptions about burnout, but also um, the things that we do on autopilot and by habit. And it stems right back from when we are young. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. Mm. And so I would be really keen to hear this as going into motherhood myself <laughs> yeah. and also your journey with this of like, well, how do you see, what's the solution? You know, how do we start to to create a different reality for our kids to foster this? I think, you know, and we're seeing quite a bit of this come through in childcare and in school that they're um, teaching kids how to rest, how to meditate, how to reflect. So a lot of these things are actually happening. Mm. Um, and then we also need to take into account the individual child's needs as well because there are yes. there are kids that have um, more energy than others, you know, their nutritional status. Or there's lots of different moving parts here. Um, but I encourage, especially in the clients that I have that have children, we encourage that conversation of when kids are saying that they don't want to be involved in things, okay, is it? that they're just tired and they need to rest or is it something else? So it's just having that conversation um, individually with um, the parents um, because they know their kids better than anybody else. So it's, yeah, so that's kind of how I like to tackle those sorts of things. 
Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing that's just coming to my mind is like, you know, kids are such sponges, right? And they just observe what we do. So if like, if we're always going and filling up our days and every last second, then they'll probably learn to do that a little bit themselves. But if they see us resting and, and prioritizing fun and those sorts of things, then they'll probably do that too nailed it yeah I'm just I'm gonna be such a good mom <laughs> well we'll we'll see I need to practice when I preach be. right <laughs> um amazing so yeah lots of factors to consider there so what are some of the early signs then what are some of the early signs that we can start to recognize when we're on that slippery slope before we get to burnout because ultimately it's the prevention conversation that we really want to be having here right is oh. ideally if we can yeah. Absolutely. So, so the earliest signs, obviously, fatigue. It's the number one, um, but it's constant fatigue, right? Feeling tired, but you find it hard to sleep, or you wake frequently throughout the night when there's no other obvious reasons, like pregnancy, for example. We we're just having that conversation before. <laughs> um, things like cravings, or potentially a little bit of shakiness, um, because with burnout, often comes lots of blood sugar irregularities as well, which is, you know, very common for chronic stress, um, especially if you're skipping meals and you're not eating enough, that kind of thing as well. Um, Increased anxiety, and that can be due to the effects on gut health that comes with stress, emotional drivers, and also hormonal and blood sugar factors come into there as well. Difficulty getting up in the morning. So really tired in the morning, tired throughout the day, but then you get a second wind at nighttime. That can be a little bit of a giveaway. And I also we also like to look at the cortisol awakening response. So how long does it take you to really get going in the morning? Okay, so some people don't function for a couple of hours after getting up. It's like, don't talk to me. I need my coffee. And it takes them a good hour or so to, you know, to get up and about. You know, are you anxious in the morning? Do you feel shaky, nauseated? So, so much of the, you know, how we wake up does tell us about the state of our adrenals, our nervous system and our metabolic health, um, including your blood sugar. So all of these things are telling us that, you know, the chronic stress that we are experiencing is manifesting and we need to make some change. Look, there are so many other red flags, you know, salt cravings, increased thirst, um, low libido. Sometimes there's possible hypothyroid-like symptoms, feeling very weak, brain fog, headaches, so on. But all of those are not exclusive to burnout. So that's where we still need to investigate um, further and then put the whole picture together. So Mm. um, that's why sometimes burnout can be a little bit hard to diagnose because those symptoms can be a a result of lots of different things. So we just really need to put the whole picture together to see what's really causing all of that. Yeah, great, 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 great. And what I'm thinking is, um, you know, we'll move on to this in a moment, but maybe some of the lifestyle things or the little changes that we can make that we see as like as issues or areas that we could work on. And then obviously, if we're not seeing differences or changes, or we know that there's something else going on, obviously to explore that further, right? 100%, absolutely. Yeah. So if we if we talk about that a bit more, B, so what would some of like those behaviors or the lifestyle changes or other factors that you think we need to be aware of in terms of that burnout prevention topic? What yeah, what do you think we should be focusing on? What are some of those lifestyle pieces that we could do? 
so yes, prevention definitely is always better. And mm. there are some things that you can start to think about and reflect on if you feel like you're really heading down that slippery slope and heading towards burnout. So what I'll mention, sometimes people, like every single point will be relevant to one person and sometimes it's only one thing. So yeah. I always get we always I always get people to reflect on the amount of exercise they do and whether it's appropriate. Are they not doing enough or are they doing too much? Okay, because excessive exercise does cause a lot of stress on the body. You can I also get people to reflect on the amount of rest that they allow themselves or they choose to do. And also look at your attitude towards rest. For so many, there is a lot of guilt around that. Okay. So people, I think I've mentioned this before, people do have full body reactions to being told to take 10 minutes out and sit down on the couch. So I always get people to reflect on how they feel about, you know, just stopping for half an hour and mm. having having your cup of tea in silence and how they feel about something as simple as that. Yeah. For other people, it's reflect on where your time is being wasted and where they can create pockets of time for themselves. And if they're actually willing to do that, for people that say that they don't have time, you know, I don't have time, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, this is where you need to look at the things you are choosing to do and choosing not to do. Yep. Okay. Maybe you need to look at your boundaries. Say no a little bit more. Also, I get people to reflect upon their circadian rhythm. So this is you know, about how you prioritize, you know, are you prioritizing your sleep? Get outside into the sunlight more, take your sunglasses off and let that sun, you know, hit your field of vision, reduce your screen time, blue light exposure. You know, it's all about honoring the light dark cycles, which is a key way that we regulate cortisol. Sorting your sleep out is one of the key ways that you prevent and treat burnout if you happen to go down go down to the end of that path. Um, but look at your sleep. It is so important, um, but it is something that a lot of people do not prioritise because we work all day, then you might be working on your business throughout the night. And don't get me wrong, there are seasons where that does need to happen, but you still need to make some adjustments in your life so that you can allow that to be for that short period of time and rest in other ways as well. Have a look at how often you skip your meals. Do you eat breakfast every morning? Do you rely on caffeine? Or is the amount of caffeine that you have just not cutting it anymore? <laughs> That's a key sign that, um, you know, things need to change. And I always get people to look at the key beliefs and misconceptions that we often have around burnout. I've had all of these before, so I want people to know that they are not alone. People, nearly everybody experiences one or more than one of these. And because I know you talk so much about strategy, mindset, all of those sorts of things, this is really where the coaching comes into it. You know, is someone's worth based on their productivity? How do you feel about that? Then we talk about that obsessive passion for what you do. I can't burn out because I'm doing what I love. <laughs> There's big conversations around that as well. And when we really enjoy doing something, that does naturally feed and produce energy, but that only lasts for a certain amount of time. So we have to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned about boundaries, you know, other people always coming first um, is a big one for many people. 
yeah having wanting things to be perfect you know that's a bit you know perfectionism can come into it for a lot of people not asking for help I can do it all myself <laughs> um even when you're at the point where you're ready to outsource or financially you're able to outsource still feeling like you've got to do it all or even when you're not even at that stage where you can afford to outsource but there's a lot of help that we can get in the beginning that sometimes we just don't want to ask for mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so that's another combo feeling guilty for resting or that it's a sign of weakness if you do yeah. and two of my favorites is if you're not ambitious or sorry if you're not working hard then you're not ambitious Ooh. And I used to live by that, going, oh, my gosh, but <laughs> if, you were, if you were ambitious enough, if you wanted it enough, then you would, you know, work, you know, that, that burnout is the price of success. That's one of the key things that I definitely experienced, but we see it all the time. So yeah. there's a lot to unpack there for people, big conversations. It's not something that you can sort out in, you know, one session with people. They have to really reflect and work out how it's affecting their everyday life and their business and if they were to start to make some changes around some of those how could their life or their business improve mm. so there's a lot there I acknowledge that there's a lot there um that gets me excited yeah. though it's such a juicy yeah. conversation <laughs> it's, a big one. it's a big one and I know that you love it because I know I know you inside out and I know what drives you um having worked with you before and also as a close friend of mine um and I know that you have these conversations with your clients as well yeah totally absolutely mm. some yeah some beautiful pointers there though like lots of things for us to consider I think like the biggest thing that was coming to be as you're sharing all that is just radical honesty with yourself, like actually getting honest about, yeah, how you're living your life, where you're spending your time, what you're prioritizing, what you're choosing. And then also those belief systems, the mindset stuff around it. Like, what do I actually believe about these things? And yeah, am I willing to change it? Because ultimately it sounds like, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong here, but if we don't make the changes sooner rather than later, then we probably will hit that burnout thing if we're doing all of those things, as you said. Definitely. And so our body will force mm. us to stop. Oh, yes. It, it will more than force you. You'll be selling your, you'll be selling your business <laughs> way too early. Um, but I also want to acknowledge that when we're in this chronic stress response, sometimes it can be hard for, it, for us to see it ourselves. Yes. And that's where... And it can be hard for us to know what to do first, how to look after yourself in the best way. And following your own intuition is absolutely key. But getting some help is also really important because you might not see a lot of the things that are happening or you just Mm. might need someone else to help change a perspective on something as well. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. You're so right. Um, Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just thinking about my own journey and some conversations that you and I have had together um, about this. Yeah, absolutely. And because I think we get, I don't know, this is my experience with it. I think we almost get to this point um, of like, this is just almost like our our new normal almost, even though it it shouldn't be our new normal. We just train ourselves and almost go on autopilot about, yeah, how we live our lives, how much stuff we do, like our work hours and all of that stuff. It just kind of becomes yes. 
becomes our reality. And then sometimes, especially in business, um, I don't know if you've seen this in your clients as well, is that because a lot of the time it's our businesses or we're working by ourselves or in a small team or whatever it might be, we don't always have like the outside world to kind of check in with about like what's actually Mm. kind of like, I want to say quote unquote normal or what's okay. Or like, am I doing extreme things here and I'm not really aware of them. So I think, Mm. yeah, I think that's so important. Like it's, it can be a, a slippery slope that it's just like, we don't even know what, what we're doing to ourselves. You mentioned something so important when we are experiencing burnout. Number one, it can feel very lonely. Mm. Um, but like you said, sometimes it feels like we're on autopilot. It's actually been shown through research that when we uh, have been under chronic stress, our brain changes and actually favors to be in fight or flight mode as a default. Wow. So what that means is that our body is choosing to be in that stressed state because that's basically all that it knows. And that's one of the ways it's trying to protect us to help us to survive so it we have to almost we actually have to go out of our way to go into what should be our natural state which is that rest and digest state that parasympathetic dominant state but that's what chronic stress does our brain changes and it favors that as a default fight or flight as a default so if you feel like you're on autopilot you're not going crazy. It's your body's chosen to do that to protect you. So um, identifying that can be tricky for you to do yourself. So if someone Mm. tells you that -hmm. you need to slow down, instead of saying, shut up, don't tell me to relax, just reflect upon that because maybe your body has chosen that as a default. Yes, that's fascinating. I I hear you on that one. And I think, um, you know, when Brooke and I started the flower shop, some years ago now, four or five years ago now, um, and then into my own coaching business, I think we did kind of train ourselves to work on overdrive. And like you, like you said, and I want to acknowledge this too, is like, there is absolutely times and seasons in our lives and our businesses that we do need to do that, or there's a big emotional stress or whatever that's happening in our worlds. And so, but like, I'm sure you, um, you'll, you'll speak to this as well is that that's okay for a short period of time, but it's yeah. when it becomes your everyday life and it, you've just trained yourself to be that way and to perform at this really high level or, you know, churning up a shit ton of work, essentially. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, that, that's not healthy long-term. No, it's not, it's not. And when you are really busy and going through those seasons, there are things that you can do, I know which we'll talk about, there are things that you can do to support yourself. So it could be making sure that you're from a nutritional point of view, that you're on point there, that you're eating enough, those sorts of things. Because, yeah, there are times when you're going to be really busy that you have to work late at night. You might be working, running your own business, raising kids, caring for a family member, all of those sorts of things. There are some things that we just cannot put on hold. Yep. But there are things that we can do to support our physical bodies and our mental state whilst we're going through that. But we have to choose to do that as well. Yes. Mm. I like this idea that it's not an either or, it's an and. Like we don't have to choose one or the other, which I think sometimes is a trap when we're in that. It's like, but I can't stop because then I'll lose my business or I can't stop because I've got these commitments or whatever. But it's it's not that way, right? It's just nope. the smaller <laughs> the smaller tweaks Definitely or like not. looking at different systems or lifestyle habits, et cetera, that could help That's us. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be different yeah. for everybody, but yes, can be done. Can be done. Mm, good, good, good. And so 
I just want to, <laughs> I want to share that this is something that doesn't come naturally to me. So I'm a high achiever, hundred um, percent. I'm an ambitious go-getter. I'm a type A personality. I'm Vada Pitten Ayurveda. I'm a generator in human design. Like I, <laughs> I am not very good at resting and prioritizing yep. rest or slowing down. And that's just, that's just me. <laughs> and so I absolutely have to work on this and still work on this for sure. And I think, you know, a lot of my clients <laughs> and community will be in a similar boat as well. Um, so what, you know, I'd love just to like bring it down to real practical, basic yep. things that we can do. What, how can we start to implement some changes that are going to support us here in our lives and our businesses and our schedules, you know, so we can, can keep doing the and conversation, the yeah. business and the health. I think I, I have to call it out for what it is. I know you and I know that you're such a high achiever and you've <laughs> proved that over the years <laughs> many times. Is it that obvious? When you, especially <laughs> when you announced that you were organising a wedding in a very, very short amount of time <laughs> <laughs> on top of everything else that you were doing. So you can. <sighs> so my take on this is that you can still be a high achiever at looking after yourself. Mm. Why does achieving only have to be about business? Oh, I like that. I'm I'm successful at my job because I'm successful at looking after me. My business's number one asset is me. If you are working really hard but driving yourself into the ground, then you are not actually achieving anything. Mm. Label yourself what you want. Type A, high achiever, but you are actually not achieving anything. In order to scale without burnout, So this is without burnout. Your health has to be the same priority as your business, if not number one. Okay, Mm. But I'm okay if people want to accept the same on the same level as their business. (laughs) That's progress, right? (laughs) Work hard, but work really hard at looking after yourself as well. Okay, So you can't say you're a high achiever in business, but not a high achiever at looking after yourself. It doesn't make any sense. To me, it doesn't make any sense. We invest so much money into our businesses. Also, invest all that money into you, into your health. Spend money on yourself, whether it be good quality food, um, a food delivery service, especially if you're time poor. Like we live, we're we're so fortunate right now. Um, I don't know what it's like in New Zealand. I'm sure that you have access to all of this too um, Mm. from our past conversations. But, you know, I'm always getting people to, order the you know their food their shopping to be delivered to them whether it be ready made or whether it be you know with recipes and so 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 on and so forth outsource as much as you can whether it be in your business or in your life cleaning whatever it may be spend your money on getting a regular massage go and get a facial it forces you to have an hour of time out what's more relaxing than that spend it on a Cairo go to a meditation class go to an art class or any other you know, whatever other interests you have, look after your emotional health. And you just have to schedule this time in as if it was a business task. Mm. And if that eats an hour into your working day, and I'm doing that in, you know, um, you know, combo marks, mm. um, so, so be it. So be it. If you, that makes your work time more productive because you've taken up a little bit of time to go for a swim in the morning or a massage or something like that. So be it. You'll find yourself more productive anyway. So be proactive in your health just as you are in your business. Find someone that could help you through this if you're feeling really stuck and it feels really stretchy because don't wait for shit to hit the fan. 
especially if you want longevity in your business. If you're here for a short time, okay, (laughs) I would highly not recommend you burn yourself into the ground. (laughs) But if you want longevity in your business, you have to be number one. And there's no way around that. There's no ifs or buts. I have to call it out for what it is. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thanks for calling us out on our BS. (laughs) This is so good. This is so good. (laughs) This is why I love you, B. It's like, yeah, give give me the fiery, sassy, like just tell me when I need to like pull my head in. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) You're so so right though. And I just reflect back on moments in my business, like, you know, the times when – yeah, I have taken a nap or I've done something for myself or I've gone outside or time in nature or whatever it might have been, like, you know, mm. just not sitting at my desk for nine hours a day or whatever it is. That's when I'm a much, much better coach, 100%. Yes. Like, I, I, And I think that's a nice way of looking at it too, and that's always been something that's supported me, is that actually I'm better at what I do when I look after myself as well. It's that's Yes, right. I'm more productive, but I'm actually better at it. Like if I'm running yeah. on empty, then – well, how good is my service going to be? And then ultimately knowing that that's the best business strategy is being exceptional at what you do. And so if you want to be really good at what you do, then you need to look after you. Um, Yeah, so love those practical things. Yeah, outsourcing. um, Yeah, actually prioritizing you. I'd love to also ask you, and this was something I wrote down earlier when you were talking about rest, how, I wrote down, how much rest is important? I think that's probably a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's really different for different people in different yeah. stages of our lives. But what is it some is, like, yeah. what, what could we, I don't know. Is there any like markers around this or little tips that you'd give people to consider? Look, it, yeah, it's a, it's a hard thing to end because everybody's so different depending on their, where they are in regards to their health and what they do for work and all those sorts of things. But whenever I always tell people, listen to your body when your body is telling you that it wants to slow down identify that but then honor it as well Mm. so rest for some people depending on their presentation literally means I need you to stop and to sit down and to sleep or something like that like I've had to have many conversations like that rest for other people is I need you to go and organize a night with your girlfriends, go out and have a good laugh. Okay. Because sometimes people need more socialization. Sometimes I have to tell people you need to move your body more. Okay. So nervous system regulation in particular has a lot to do with rest. And so it's going to be different for everybody. So that's why I can't answer that specifically. However, all I do, what I do recommend to people is to listen to their bodies And you know, you know if you need to get up and move a little bit more. You know whether you need to sit down and just take five to ten minutes out of the day. Mm. You know whether you need to get up half an hour earlier in the day or go to bed half an hour earlier. So I think that's a really good starting point for people. Mm. Exercise is different. You know, as long as you're moving your body about 30 minutes or so a day, um, you know, unless you're actually really going through that, that end stage kind of burnout picture where excessive exercise or too much strenuous exercise is not ideal. Ideally, you know, moving, moving your body, you know, 30, 45 minutes, um, you know, five days, five days a week is really ideal, but rest is a totally different, different thing depending on how people present. Yeah. And I like this idea that rest actually looks different 
for different people. Like yes. you say, rest could be the socializing or it could yeah. be more exercise if they needed it or mm. um, or it could literally be lying on the couch or going to sleep or napping or whatever. Yeah, yeah, love it. Because I would say that um, I'm an active rester, if that makes sense. And I, I think I've... <laughs> Okay, this okay. Is explain that Evie, please, because I, I know well, you love exercise. Yeah, although my pregnancy journey has like yeah. literally forced me to re look at this. No, but I, I was just thinking the other day of actually me wanting more, like craving more socialization time and just yeah. re recognizing that through, you know, generally speaking, the lockdowns and um, yeah, like I think I have become a little bit more recluse probably than I naturally yeah. would like to be as an, as an extroverted person. And also knowing that I give so much in my business to other people. And yes, I'm in conversation with people all day, every day, Yeah, but it's, that's different than going to have a laugh with your girlfriends, right. Or just yeah. like going out and having fun or, you know, like I met my sister for a walk the other day and it was like after work and I was like, Oh, this is great. We could just like chit chat about all these things. Mm -hmm. And, that was exactly what I needed to top myself up. So I think for me, what I learned in that is like listening to the response from doing those things as well. Like, did I feel energized afterwards or did that give back to me uh, in some way as opposed to did it deplete me? Yes, that's always a great thing to do is always to reflect on how you feel. Um, and then just to add to that, on a when you're trying to make, when you're making the decisions on whether to go out to do this, just honour those feelings too. If you really don't want to do something, if you yeah. know that you need to stay home and pass up an invitation to go out because you haven't had an idea and you just need to rest, we need to do that too. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's two yeah two sides to that. But yeah, you're spot on, spot on. Socialization is big at the moment, especially because of the past two years. What a great way to regulate your nervous system. It reduces cortisol, um, providing you're having a good time. <laughs> Um, great way to boost serotonin and, and all of our happy um, hormones as well. So, yeah, if you're feeling up to it, give your girlfriends a call and head out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's been my lesson of recent. Yeah. And when I say active rester, I feel like I need to explain myself here. Like I love gardening or like spending out time outside or like doing doing pretty things around the house. And I don't mean like it in a like a chore. I mean like I would actually tend to my gardens and that would be like that would be my happy yeah, place because okay. I don't have any distractions. Like I'm outside in nature. Often if it's sunny, then it's like filling me up and I love it. It gives me Amazing. pleasure and enjoyment. And, and so why yeah. not? Right. But like something like watching TV in the daytime on a Saturday afternoon, I would just be like, Oh no, not me. And Providing so that you feel yeah. great, that you feel good, then that's fine for you. That works perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Nothing better than being outside in nature. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm for that. You get the tick of approval there. <laughs> Phew. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, it's called, it's called a kind of, I don't know, I share that because I want to kind of open up the ideas of like actually rest doesn't have to look a certain way or it's just, yeah, checking in with yourself. What do you like doing? What makes you feel good? How does it make you feel afterwards? Sometimes those socializations may be draining you, but then in other times, if it's the wrong, you know, wrong environment or wrong person or whatever, but then other times it's going to give you so much. So, yeah, this is so... <laughs> Such a good we conversation. We could talk forever, you and I. I know we could talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there any anything else you wanted to sh to add in here or share around mm. this topic? No, I think I've covered everything. 
that's a hard question to ask me because you know I can keep talking Um, (laughs) but body intuition just if you ever feel overwhelmed and confused just reflect for five minutes and just feel the sensations in your body and you'll know what to do yeah I love that beautiful and just knowing you know knowing you and who you work with I'm also curious just for the listeners if they need examples of people that have scaled and grown you know big businesses you know, successful businesses, whatever that looks like to them. Can they also be thriving in their health? Like, how does that look? I'd love to hear, yeah, your take on this, your experience with us from working with other people in this space. Great, great question. Look at you. (laughs) I know, you know, uh, yes, of course you could be thriving in your health. Of course you can be, but you need to do the work. Okay, so if I use obviously you as an example, you reached out at a time where you were going through lots of stress. You were in the kind of infancy of building your business um, when I first met you, Um, but you had just quit your physio job, decided to go all in full time. So you had that pressure that naturally comes when you're starting to build a business, the pressure on yourself, financial pressure, you know, you've got your one wage down. Um, you were considering selling house, all of those, all of that stress. You were also, you also decided to all of a sudden uh, organize a wedding in like a month or something like that. Three months. It felt like it went so fast. Um, and you were also, you had a lot of emotional stress as well because you were also caring for a family member. Yeah. You know, that was the biggest thing, I think. That's a lot. And then you were also stressed about your health as well. And so you had stress coming in from all different places, all different Mm. um, angles. But you still needed to work. You still needed to care for your father at the time. Um, You were still doing all of these things. So we worked on supporting your health physically, nourishing your body, getting your energy back on board. And we went through all of, you know, all of your history and worked out exactly what was driving what for you. But you committed yeah committed you're like yeah if I I don't want to be feeling like this anymore yeah I want the energy and what happens especially within health because when we're feeling okay health is very much out of sight out of mind so when we're not feeling well and you start working with someone the best thing that can happen is you have to take that leap of faith until you start actually feeling better you're like oh I actually feel so much better than what I did last week. I have more energy. And like we do in business where we get evidence that we can do things like with our mindset, all those sorts of things, it's the same thing with your health. You start making changes, you see the results and you're like, oh, hang on, there's something to this. I'm actually getting more done now. I can think straight. I'm sitting at my computer and I'm not falling asleep. So you are a great example of that. You are now booked mm. out, you are pregnant, about to go on leave and your business is just going to carry all the way through even when you're on leave and you're going to come back to a, you know, a full calendar. Yeah. So it's, I have to use you as an example because we obviously know each other so well. You just have to commit to working on yourself the same way that you commit to your business. There's no way around it. I can't do the work for my clients. I can't physically eat the foods for them, do the exercise for them. <laughs> I imagine that was the case, but um, I can only guide, but you have to do the work. So it's yeah. the commitment that's got to come. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you so much for sharing that. And um, 
that's really nice to hear that reflected back. <laughs> but you're so right. You're so right. Committing. And um, I think what also helped me was kind of the concept of like slowing down now so I can propel myself forward at the time. Like I, there was a big thing around that of like knowing that that was the season that I was in and that was okay and this is my reality. Yeah. But then actually that you can catapult forward and that's the thing mm. that's going to support you to do that. Um, so just knowing that there's different seasons in life and business and yeah. Uh, and again, I'm going to go into a whole new season soon, but that's, yeah, you can, you can support yourself through it from a health point of view and you can support yep. yourself from a business owner, CEO point of view. Um, yeah, yep. it's not an either or it's an end conversation. No, it's that be the CEO of your health as well as your business. Mm, love mm. it. Love it. <laughs> so good B. Okay. So some rapid fire questions to round us off. What's been the biggest lesson in your business to date? Sort your fatigue out and your brain fog out. And the business stuff gets easier. You reduce <laughs> your overwhelm, you get clarity easier, you focus better, and yes, you are more productive. So sort the fatigue and the brain fog out. Love it. Amazing. <laughs> What's one piece of advice you'd tell someone who's in the early stages of their business? I already mentioned this, but invest in your health, including your emotional health, not just your business. When you invest in your health, you naturally invest in your business as a default you are your business's number one asset. Yes, 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 yes. If there's one thing, one piece of message, sorry, one message, one piece of wisdom that you'd like to impart with the world and the lives that you've touched, what would it be? There is no rush. Slow down. If you are focusing on the most important areas of your business and your health, you will reach that goal just as fast and easier rushing leads to shortcuts and stress mm. so just slow down there is no rush yes business and life is the long game right mm. yeah absolutely yep. <laughs> amazing amazing and of course where can the listeners find you where can we get amongst your beautiful work I hang out mostly on Insta, so you can find me at Bianca Marricks Naturopath, or you can contact me directly through my website at lifeelite.com.au. Amazing. And Meditees, get amongst the Meditees oh, too. Medi yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll link all of that beautiful stuff in the show notes, Absolutely. of course. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And just uh, FYI, Bianca does naturopath um, and coaching consults in person and online. So you can work with her remotely as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like you. Oh. Yes. So good. <laughs> and it actually was like a dream. So um, yeah, thank definitely you. go check out B. All right, lovely. Thank you so much for your time and your wisdom. Such Pleasure. a good conversation. And um, thanks for also calling us out on our BS. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> Anytime. Thank you. Wasn't that epic? For all of the details and things we talked about in today's show, you can check them out in the show notes, and that's over at evelynkelly.co.nz forward slash podcast. And if you can think of anyone who would really benefit from this episode, then please share it with them. And while you're there, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a five-star review in iTunes so that we can get this podcast out to even more humans and create a ripple effect throughout the world. 